Hi there, Jonathan here. This is Bible Loop 2230, and we're reading the book of Revelation in 30 days. Revelation chapter 11 is probably the heart of the book, certainly when it comes to choosing how one is to interpret the entire book. For the premillennial dispensationalist, that is the devotees of books such as Tim LaHaye's Left Behind series, chapter 11 is all about the Jewish temple being rebuilt on Temple Mount in Jerusalem and the rapture occurring at the start of a three and a half year period of tribulation. As has been stated briefly already, the dispensational view is not the interpretation held by the author of this little study. Rather, it would seem more comprehensively biblical to understand chapter 11's mention of the temple as referring to the people of God, the church. This is the consistent view of the New Testament post-Christ's resurrection that the temple of God, the house of the Holy Spirit as it were, the nexus point between heaven and earth is none other than the human heart. And together corporately this temple is the church. John is told to measure the church who are made up now of much more than Israel. The church includes Gentiles from every people, tribe, nation and tongue. The church will be persecuted for a period of 42 months which raises the second big issue of chapter 11. How do we understand this time period? The key is to link up both 42 months with 1260 days and later three and a half years and also time times and half a time. These time periods all relate to the same epoch known in the New Testament as the first age leading up to the age to come. This is the period between the day of Pentecost, that is the birth of the church, and the day when Jesus returns to conclude this age of human history. Moses taught that a testimony was only valid on the basis of two or three witnesses. This is the clear meaning of the two witnesses here. They represent the church's witness, heralding the gospel to the world over the past 2,000 years. They prophesy this truth and have done so with both joy and mourning over this time. The two olive trees and the two lampstands again represent the church and their witness throughout the centuries. This witness has involved great persecution and yet also has been marked by the miraculous coming of the kingdom of God in power. The witnesses are said to have power to shut the heavens. This is a strong allusion to the ministry of Elijah, who prayed and shut up the heavens, recorded in 1 Kings 18 verse 1, and did this for a period of three years. It is crucial to observe the way that John reinterprets the period of three years with Elijah to mean three and a half years. He does this following the lead of Jesus first and then James later in the New Testament. Jesus says in Luke 4.25 that Elijah made the rain stop for three and a half years. Careful inspection of the biblical text from 1 Kings does not tell us this information, but Jesus gives us a deeper revelation of the text 
which supersedes what we read in the Old Testament. James does the same in James 5.17. Jesus is linking and reframing the well-known period of three years, the length of his ministry and the length of days he will be in the tomb, as three and a half years. In doing so, he sets up a code for John to run with later in the book of Revelation, which of course is the revelation of Jesus Christ. Using the three and a half year interpretation for the church's ministry, imaging the three year ministry of Jesus, we see that every appearance of alternative time frames like 1260 days or 42 months, it's always referring to the ministry of the church, the body of Christ, within the inter-advental period between the first and second comings of Christ. This is further driven home by John's use of the Daniel term, time, times, and half a time. The general words time send a clear message that this is not a set period of years to be taken literally, but rather a sovereignly set period of time. The two witnesses represent the church through this age, but importantly, could also relate to a powerful witness of the church in the very end, coinciding with the release of the dragon from the abyss and the reign of the Antichrist. Verse 7 to 11 makes sense when we consider that they are referring to the church's witness over the centuries which has been up and down and involving great persecution from the world with suffering. When the persecution ramps up at the end of the end, it makes sense that Revelation is predicting that there will be a surge of revival following a great apostasy from those who abandon their faith and do not overcome. Verse 12, John is taken to a place where he can gain some greater perspective on what is happening. The earthquake reminds John just how grand in scale the judgment of God actually is, which is coming upon the earth. 7,000 people were killed. Tragically, 7 tells us that this is the perfect amount. It is within God's sovereign plan. The seventh trumpet sounds, signalling the end of this angle's view of events of the end times. The end will involve unparalleled worship of God the Father and the Lamb, his Messiah. The heavenly characters all fall down, representing all of creation, and all give thanks and worship and declare honour and glory to God. Verse 18 says, The nations were angry, and your wrath has come. The time has come for judging the dead and for rewarding your servants, the prophets, and your people who revere your name, both great and small, and for destroying those who destroy the earth. The first hearers of this prophecy could never have known the capacity of humanity to get to the point we are at now where we are truly destroying the earth with pollution, climate change, and global warming. We are those who destroy the earth. John utilises two apocalyptic formulas, the earthquake and the cosmic storm, to signify the appearance of God and end-time judgment. First, the end-time cosmic storm, lightning, thunder, rumblings, hail, is related four times in Revelation, in 4, 5, 8, 5, 11, 19, and 16, 18 to 21. 
Second, the earthquake is found exactly seven times. 612, 85, 11, 13, twice, 11, 19, and 16, 18, twice. All repeat the one final great earthquake at the end of earth history, Hebrews 12, 26 to 27. Four times the adjective great is added to emphasize full earth coverage. Verse 19 says, And there came flashes of lightning, rumblings, peals of thunder, an earthquake, and a severe hailstorm. May we listen to and obey God's word. Mm-hmm.